Hello, everybody. Um, so today I want to, this is my first ever podcast episode for Storylance. So it's pretty exciting. And what I want to actually talk about is the essence of Storylance, which is pretty important because what I do with the company is help other businesses leverage their essence. And what I found, which is really interesting, is over the years, a couple of years, I've refined the message of Storylance and, and um, uh, you know, uh, some things have, have stayed since the beginning. Some things have changed. Um, you try to mold your message a little bit so that it fits with the needs of the market, um, that it's, you, you know, you send a message out there, you want to know that it's resonating with people. Um, and then ultimately you end up with something, uh, a message that you're putting out through emails, through decks, uh, through conversations uh, about, you know, the essence, what is it that you do? Um, so what's interesting is what I try to help people with or businesses with is to go back to that first core idea that you had when it was really, really exciting and then use some of that language and energy in order to inform your content output so that the market can feel like you felt when you first got the idea. That way you're translating the value of your business through a feeling more so than trying to convince people through information. Because as we know now, information is, you know, there's so much of it. And what can you really trust that are just words on a page anymore? The thing that we really trust is the way something makes us feel, which seems to always kind of, you know, point in the right direction. So what I found interesting is I found an old uh, PDF that I had written up about my business, which was really out there, but super awesome in the sense that some of the language is so specific to this really interesting thing that I'm trying to do with Storylands stuff that like, I feel like two years down the road, I'm not even brave enough to say anymore because I've learned too much about how this message would translate in the market. Um, and so I'm almost doing the process of Storylands on my own company uh, on myself right now by finding what, was important to me in the beginning and revisiting it. So what I'm going to do for my first podcast episode is I'm going to read this four page document that I had written up. I, I haven't even looked through it in a bit. So there might be some stuff that, you know, I wouldn't normally say if I'm not just going to come across it, but I'm going to read it anyways. And I'm going to see uh, kind of, you know, how it feels afterwards and then maybe discuss it for, for, for a moment. Um, shouldn't take too long, maybe 10, 15 minutes. So anyways, here we go. Uh, the document starts with a quote at the top, which is one of my favorite quotes by Ralph Waldo Emerson that says, I can't hear what you're saying because who you are is speaking so loudly. Now, what that means to me is that, again, we communicate through feeling. Um, we we're very smart and we think we're smart enough that it's just our words uh, uh, that uh, uh, communicate. But you know, you know what it's like when somebody says something to you and you don't really feel it because they don't really mean it. 
Um, that's what we're talking about here. And that's kind of the essence of uh, what Storyland says. It helps, helps businesses mean it when they say it, um, which means telling the truth in a way that resonates. Um, so here goes. Whether you're an insurance company selling exotic coffee beans or a workspace startup, a publishing house, I could go on for pages. What I'm offering here is very simple. I want to help you find the story at the core of who you are, the story that beautifully captures the truth and essence of what inspired your company into being and utilize it as your foundation to maximize emotional impact and resonance as you present yourself to the world. The process I am introducing to you here works. Whatever your goals are with the company, I hope they are lofty. You really can't find massive success unless you're telling the truth. I'm not talking about the truth of what your Q4 numbers are. I mean the fundamental truths of why you exist. I want to know, show you how to tell the truth in the most captivating way possible. And I promise you it not only works, it's a crucial component to becoming an iconic company or brand. You will find when we work together, I'm going to ask a lot of questions. I want to know who you are and where you came from because that is truthfully the crux that holds this all together. It is your hidden superpower. Why? Because right now the world desperately needs inspiration. I promise you this. Hear me out. The mere fact that you had the guts to go out and start a business tells me that you've already bet on your dream or at least bet on yourself to be more than just somebody else's employee. I can't begin to express the significance of that. 90% of Americans do not own their own business. And the world is having less and less faith in the crumbling employee model. We are veering back into self-enterprise and very soon the only thing that will feel safe at all is determining the value that you hold and leveraging that into income. What does this have to do with your company? A lot. Because I promise you that 90% of the people who don't own their own business, 90% are reaching for freedom and independence. They would choose it if they saw the path. They're seeking the answer and hoping to believe a little bit. As you and I know, it feels really good to believe in yourself and your dream. I'll break down why this is all relevant. The mere fact that you had the guts to step out of the status quo is inspiring in and of itself. The world is desperately reaching for inspiration. Look around and count how many self-help books you see daily. You create a story rooted in the same essence and truth that inspired you into action. The story becomes the foundation of how you present yourself to the world. You create deep emotional resonance because the truth of who you are has connected with the truth of who they are. When you're watching a movie and you have that moment of goosebumps or a sudden influx of emotion because of a particular moment, every single time it is because the core truth of that moment connected with the truth of who you are. It all comes down to this. Whatever's inspired you to create is what will inspire them to choose you. This is where we come in. At this point, it may seem like my intention is to help carve out an epic tale of inspiration for every company. Let me be clear, that is absolutely not the case. Stories make us feel things not because of what is literally happening in the story, it's because of the essence of truth that is erupting from its core. Whatever story you carve out doesn't have to be about your product or service, it just needs to tap into the same core fundamental truths. If you're a diamond company and you don't want an inspiring diamond story, you'd likely write a love story. That's an easy one. If you're a home insurance company, rather than tapping into the fear of losing your home, we tell a story about that sacred moment of owning something for the first time. Not a home, but anything, because the feelings behind it are connected to the consistent 
and consistent to what drives you to be of service and value. Now, let's dive into an example. And my intention is by the end of this, you will see how it all ties together beautifully. This is one single example of implementing compelling narrative structure around a company, and there are countless directions we could take. That's what's so wonderful about the gift of story. There's a never-ending supply, and the routes you can take are nearly limitless. As you know, uh, at this point, I don't think whoever I wrote this to did know, but this is where we've taken the company, which is cinematic video. Anyways, as you know, our second phase intention with your story is to create visual media. Although this is full of enormous value, even if you don't go that route. So if you picture this next bit like a commercial, that's perfect. So this is a motorcycle company, a hypothetical motorcycle company. So you have a new company that builds and sells motorcycles. Awesome. If you started a motorcycle company, I'm willing to bet there's a pretty cool story of how you got there. I bet there were roadblocks along the way that you had to conquer. I bet you lived your own little slice of the hero's journey. I would want to know what inspired you to start this company. It's a common theme for those with big lofty visions is that they came from a more challenging upbringing. It wouldn't be a stretch to say you learned about motorcycles from your father. Maybe your father was obsessed with bikes, but struggled financially and never was able to buy one himself. Perhaps he worked his ass off at a job to provide for the family. And from a young age, you knew there's something fundamentally wrong with the fact that a good man like your dad working so damn hard isn't able to reward himself his dream bike. Side story. Howard Schultz of Starbucks made it so that even part-time employees received full benefits and tuition assistance, employee stock options, etc. That's a bold move for such an enormous company, and that decision was rooted in the fact that Schultz's father was financially crippled by becoming injured and not meeting the standards of health benefits as an employee. That's how great leaders think. They create from their own source of inspiration, and that's how companies become more than just a service or a product provider. They become symbols and icons. Your father is not, not being able to have his bike becomes a core motivational factor in your future endeavor. Even if it's deep rooted and has become a little more subconscious, it's there. I would next want to know what is it that specifically makes you interested in motorcycles, the thrill and the freedom and the courage it takes to put yourself at such a risk. Other key factors like the power of a great machine, the precision of focus, all those answers broadly resonate with the human condition. We are always reaching higher reaching for more thrill, reaching for more aliveness, more flow. Nobody wants to feel numb. We all want to feel alive. You probably have knowledge of the mechanics and aesthetic you want. You are an artist at your core. And what you desire artistically, aesthetically, mechanically comes from that same fundamental essence. The great artists of the world worked from that flow and created unique beauty that wasn't dictated by data analysis and trends. Could you imagine Picasso studying the market before he began painting or John Lennon writing Imagine with the target demographic in mind? Me neither. And your creation of this company is as much an art as anything else. So you've created a beautiful, worthy product. We've acknowledged some very fundamental truths stemming from your essence, thrill, courage, greatness, focus. We've identified a core motivational factor, the father, and they're all ingredients to build an emotionally captivating narrative. Pro story tip. In the beginning, forget about the product. Just start creating based on the core essence and truth, which we've clearly identified. Let the product organically reveal itself or not. Some of the most effective ads ever don't mention the product. We'll see what happens.
my instincts would tell me to create a narrative about a character who feels trapped. It could be anything. You could trap him and her in a prison. You could trap him or her in a bad relationship. You could trap him or her, her in a bad job. So a story about someone who reaches their breaking point while being trapped in undesirable circumstances. I'd also want to incorporate great machinery as the bike's design is heavily rooted in its mechanics. So our character is being overworked almost to death in a complex machine factory, brooding dangerous machinery all around him or her. What a great aesthetic. The atmosphere is heavy and mean. She's getting screamed at. I've decided she's female. It would be dystopian like she's uncomfortable. She's trapped. She's tired. It almost feels as though if it goes on another minute, she'll be dead. We make the stakes high. It's now or never scenario. She feels it and we feel it. It's now or never. She makes a run for it. To hit that breaking point in regards to a bad situation is a thrilling adventure in and of itself. When enough is enough and you take your life into your own hands for the first time, I get chills just writing about it. You've either experienced it or you crave it one way or another. It takes courage. There can be extreme risk and uncertainty. You leave behind everything that's comfortable and familiar. Also, more importantly, this is a played out dramatic manifestation of something the father was never able to do. Regardless of who you are, you're already painting a picture. So our character is now on the run. As I write, I have an urge to make it even more dystopian-like. They set the dogs on her. Suddenly, the sole focus is for her to escape. For everyone else, is to prevent her escape. She's working her way through a maze of machinery, dodging obstacle after obstacle until she arrives at a big open space. The massive door to freedom is in front of her, bright white light shining in, but it's very far away, too far to run. She sees a glimmer. It's through a small hole in a concrete wall. She can hear them coming. She reaches in and tries to break the concrete with her hands. Bit by bit, it opens up. She kicks a bigger hole in the concrete. We start to see it. A beautiful motorcycle, somehow completely standing out but blending in with the raw and gritty aesthetic it's half covered eventually it, our character breaks through she gets to the bike and throws off the tarp and the full gleaming sexy powerful beast of a machine sits in all its glory another note we are already fully engaged in this narrative before it becomes about a motorcycle now we're back into the large main area someone hits a button and the garage door of freedom begins to slowly close the villains are running closer Suddenly, we hear the machine roar up and they all stop in their tracks, almost as if it's the T-Rex from Jurassic Park is loose and they all know it. Our character confidently rolls out on the bike. She stops to look at them. They look back at her and loosen up. She's got the T-Rex. She's got the power. Everyone understands. There's a minor stare down, but the door it's closing and the shadow of dwindling freedom begins to sweep over them. She revs up the bike a few times, creates a smoke cloud, and she's off. A straight shot. Her versus the massive door. It's getting impossibly low. She's either going to escape or die, which totally parallels the beginning of this little story, except now we're seeing it literally. She makes it somehow. The door slams shut behind her. Now, suddenly a wide open desert road. We hear nothing but the roaring sound of the bike and this courageous and heroic daredevil in all of her freedom. Suddenly, the bike is much more than just a bike. It is freedom and courage. It is the redemption of the father never filling his dream encapsulated. It resonates with an overarching truth that many of us can empathize with deeply. Here's what you'll just have to trust me on. The story will resonate with you much, much more because you presented it from the truth of who you are. If someone else wrote an almost identical content, but it stemmed from some mix of data about what people liked best from Harley's and Ducati's, its inauthenticity would bleed through. People would find countless arbitrary reasons to justify 
why the competition is superior, but the truth is they weren't captured emotionally. So we just came up with a great commercial, but I gave you much more than that. Imagine a website where the image of that bike is half under a tarp and that machine factory is the first thing you see. Imagine on social media or an internet advertisement, a picture with this character and that determination riding one of those bikes. You could expand it further and make it an overarching theme about freedom, which our specific story was just one of many. As long as it's stemming from your truth and essence, it works. All of this can now be the entire identity of your marketing platform and it's incredibly powerful. Many times the client will go to a marketing agency without anything besides some sporadic ideas or a certain look or even nothing at all. You, now you have a rock solid, emotionally impactful foundation. You can make it more rock solid, add details with your imagination. So now the agency can crunch the numbers, do their analytics, and if they're wise, they'll integrate their creativity with what you have gifted them and boom. I am not kidding here. Create an authentic story from the core of what you believe in, from the source of what inspires you into action, to believe what you believe and to live the path that you choose and you give the world what it is desperately craving and you suddenly your company becomes a symbol for the essence of which you represent. The motorcycle company is one example and it's a fun one. Sometimes company's most resonant story will be something like a literal origin story or many times it will be comedic in nature. Comedy is the same. Your marketing will come across as forced and dishonest if you aren't speaking from your essence and truth. What I'm offering here works. Everything else will fall flat, regardless of how immersed in consumer culture is with trends and information. This stuff resonates 100% of the time. Emotional resonance is not quantifiable. It doesn't fit into the data, so it's generally ignored. Consumers will be emotionally gripped and tell you they love it because the screen is bigger. This is very obvious to me. Even films today are created with data in mind over emotional resonance. That's why there are so many awful movies out there and producers are somehow still scratching their heads as to why. That's why two of the most iconic advertising campaigns came from Apple in 1984 with their 1984 ad. And again, in the late 1990s with their think different campaign, those are still spoken to, those are still spoken about to this day as two of the greatest advertisements ever created. And Apple is one of the most iconic companies in the world. Neither of those advertisements were even about the product. They resonated so strongly because they stem from the core values and beliefs of who they are and the passion and responsibility they feel for bringing, being an innovator on the world stage, for shifting the status quo and thinking differently. It's really that simple. Your essence shines through every single time. We are sharper than ever at identifying inauthenticity, and in a world that's full of it, we are seeking truth and resonance more than ever before. I've identified that most 90% of companies don't understand or utilize this foundational secret, and the other 10% are some of the most iconic brands in the world. Wow. So that was something I wrote. Looks like about 15 minutes to read it. That was something I wrote two years ago when I started this company and I was down in Argentina and I was just flying on all of the possibility that this stuff going through my mind about ways to help businesses resonate in the market, um, how much impact that I could have by helping leverage this um, this this uh, uh, concept. Um, and then as you kind of enter the market 
and you hear a lot of things from a lot of different people. At that time, I knew nothing about branding and marketing. And I look at what I know now, and it's almost detrimental because I read that and that's inspiring as hell. Um, because when we first come up with an idea, it's kind of like the big bang, you know, we see everything. It's like, wow. And then slowly it kind of gets dwindled down into something that fits into society a little bit more. And my firm belief is that like, if we were to really remain true to how we felt about something in the beginning stages, then it has the recipe to be something truly symbolic and iconic. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's deeply um, powerful to send a message out into the market that resonates with what you really believe in uh, because we all believe different things. We're all very complex uh, um, collections of experiences and desires and you know i firmly believe we're here with something brand new to give to the world um you know when i read that that really resonates with how i want to help the world um, and i noticed that my company has gotten a little bit away from that and what's exciting about starting this podcast is is um it's an opportunity to bring it back to the core essence and to speak about things specifically that are in alignment with what I'm actually trying to do to make the world better and to make the business world better and to make storytelling better. So yeah, you know, I'm almost surprised myself to read that, to be honest, because I feel my words right now aren't as articulate as they were in that document. Um, and that's super interesting. And I think that's what happens to us a lot of the time. Um, so, I mean, it's always there, uh, but we just kind of, we, um, cloud it up with a lot of extra information that's not necessarily relevant. Uh, so it's a lesson for me, uh, which is pretty awesome. And with that, I'm going to end my first episode. I don't even have a name for this podcast yet, but I'm going to, uh, hope that everybody enjoyed it. And it'll be a good launching pad for what's to come with Storylands uh, with a lot more content, uh, interviews, um, lots of fun stuff. So um, hope you enjoyed and um, we'll see you next time.